Howdy. So this is the edited version of a watch it along that Logan and I did with the film The Ghost in the Darkness. So if you want to listen to the full version where we just kind of talk throughout the movie with gaps in between. So it's just kind of timed out to where you can watch, literally watch the movie while listening to us, like watching the movie with us, I guess, while we're annoyingly talking. You can find that on our website. I'll try to leave the link to that in the notes for this episode. This, however, is just, again, the edited version with all the gaps taken out. So a lot of the stuff we talk about in here may sound completely random or out of context. Just keep in mind that we are literally just watching the film while we are talking. So this is probably going to be really weird compared to most of our episodes. If it doesn't quite work, just kind of give us a pass and know that this is not the intended way to listen to this episode. But I also understand that you don't necessarily want to go out of your way to watch The Ghost in the Darkness. And the sound quality really isn't what I would hope it would be just because we recorded it completely different than usual without our usual equipment and in the same room. So you can hear the movie in the background and it's not great. So feel free to just skip it if you find it too annoying. Anyway, enjoy the show. So welcome to a very special episode of History in Film. This is our Ghost in the Darkness episode, and we're going to try to do a couple different things here. One is a watch-along, so actually let's get that kind of synced up here for you all first. Editor Rich jumping in here again. This is not that version, so I'm just going to jump ahead to after the sync point. Um, but also, even more importantly... This is the first ever episode where Logan and I are in the same room. Recording at the same time. Right. Um, okay, this movie just said we were in uh, London in uh, 1098. 1898. 1898. <laughs> I always do that. I would do that with track times, too. Like, I'd always say, like, I ran a two-mile on, like, 242. Like, I always oh, say the wrong first number. 1242? Yeah. Well, 1242, that's faster than that. But, like... <laughs> Oh, okay. For you, I thought you were talking about your athlete. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, fair. Oh, oh, oh. Did we lag? All right, it did lag a little bit, but I think for the most part, it'll probably be all right. Okay, so I forgot about this. There's the voiceover guy, narrator. He's just one of the locals then, right? And he's kind of telling the story? Yeah. And we're about to get our first of many bad English accent Val Kilmer lines. Oh, that's Wilkinson, right? Tom Wilkinson? Yeah. I like... <laughs> <laughs> I like that they took Val Kilmer and put glasses on him, and now he's British. <laughs> <laughs> so much more civilized. So that's actually, technically, that's true. Like, they were, the English was trying to shut down the, the slave trade in Africa. Right. Uh, but it definitely had a lot more to do with, you know, the natural resources and, you know, expanding their colonial reaches. Oh yes, it's like they're they're definitely uh, self-interested while also pretending to be the benevolent overlords, and even of course the inherent racism of saving Africa from the Africans. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, we should mention so Val Kilmer's character here is is based on an actual person. The Patterson guy is real. He actually wrote the book that all this stuff was based off of when he basically got back from these adventures. But I'm pretty sure it didn't say in like a kind of John Smith way that he may have embellished some things and. Uh, We don't know if uh, we can actually count on 100% of what he said. But the bullet points in this this movie seem to be actually pretty darn accurate from what I read. Other than the, I mean, there's there's a lot of consolidation of, you know, multiple historical figures into like a single character. Like um, Michael Douglas's character in this is not a real person. But he was working with other hunters. Just they weren't necessarily one one guy. guy, Yeah. Or even a British guy. Right. Yeah, we're kind of cutting ahead of the lions here. We don't actually don't know that the lions are going to occur yet. We just we just know that Val Kilmer's pretending to be English and going to go to Africa. Yes. Oh, and this is uh, Emily Blunt, right? Or uh, no, Mortimer. No. Mortimer. Yeah. Emily Mortimer. Say, Emily Blunt I, is... Krasinski's wife? I always, yeah, yeah. I always get the Emilys mixed up. He mentioned, too, that, they, um, that they're competing with the French and the Germans. And uh, I think the Belgians, too, at this time in the Congo. Which makes sense when we talked about, like, Lumumba and all that, which is right. obviously way after this, but as far as the Belgian influence in Africa. So pretty much the entire continent of Africa at this point in history is split up between... Europe. <laughs> yeah. European power. Yeah, well, if you look at maps at the time of Africa, it's kind of crazy, and it's all French West Africa and... Right, and the German East Africa. Right. 
So does it count as a bad British accent if you're actually just not trying to do a British accent? British accent? Like it's not bad. It's not bad. He's just not doing one. That's a good point. He's. It's not. It's not necessarily bad if he's just kind of speaking in his regular Val Kilmer voice. <laughs> Which I mean, too soon, but he'd kill to speak in that voice today. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. <Christ>. Sorry. <laughs> hey, he's still alive at the time of recording. Well, no props. Props to Val Kilmer. I haven't really heard much bad ever bad about him. He seems like a. Did you see the documentary, Val? Oh, no. I didn't either. I've, I've, oh. I've seen it uh, you know, pop up on like my For You on, on Amazon or whatever. Oh, so one thing that I had seen about... Um, so he was... Earlier they were talking about the slave trade. And that was one of the things that they think actually contributed to the reason that these lions eat people in the first place. Is because they take these massive yes. slave trains basically right along the route that the railroad was going, you know, throughout hit or throughout, you know, the previous the hundred years. Seventeenth and eighteenth yeah, centuries. Yeah. And as you know, as you're going along, if you're a slave driver, if you have like sick or dead slaves, it doesn't pay to keep them in your train. Right, so why carry them? Kind of, right. Just kinda of ditch them on the side of the road. Well that made really easy it was easy it was like a buffet for the lions. Right. And so then they acquired the taste of human flesh. And then as the British come in and stop the slave trade, but then start building the railroad with all these yummy railroad workers, <laughs> that's why then you get all these, these lion attacks. Yes, and it was kind of like, they say it's kind of unique, but that's the reason why they're, or it's a theorized, very plausible reason that, that, right. that would make sense. Yeah. I'll have to fact check that. Is that true? I can't imagine that's true. Did you only sleep five minutes a day? I don't know. I'm actually going to Google that right now. Okay. Do a live fact check here. It'd be kind of funny, though, if everything he's saying here is just so, so wrong. <laughs> Get Steve Irwin in here. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He's definitely doing a weird voice there. You know what it kind of reminds me of? It reminds me of the Matt Damon non-accent in... Uh, uh, oh my gosh, what was the him and Adam Driver and Jodie Comer? We didn't have Oh, last, last Duel. Last Duel. He's it, just Matt Damon. He's like fake French non-accent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, was a little shot through the briars there. That's almost kind of maybe foreshadowing to some of the berms or whatever they set yeah. up, uh, fortifications they set up later. Okay, so this says that drafts tend to sleep during the night, although they do take naps during the day, and that they can sleep lying down or standing up and their sleep cycles are short, not five minutes short, but like 35 minutes or shorter. So they But multiple times throughout the exactly. day. Exactly. So they get more sleep than five minutes a day. But possibly not a lot, of, lot at a time. Yeah. Right. They, they power nap constantly. But hey, if you're... What year is this? I'm sure 1898. In 1898. That might have been the conventional wisdom at the time. Yeah. Right. Or he's just like, he's not going to know if I'm full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can make up whatever facts I want. <laughs> But yeah, so like these points are these broad strokes are accurate. Like in 1898, like I'm pretty sure I read that it was 1895 when the British actually took over this area of Kenyon from maybe I forget who had it before, but the British took over about 1895, wanted to put a bridge in because it's all about trade and just getting goods and services obviously across uh, the continent here. So they were putting in a railroad about this time, and John Patterson was brought in right. uh, to take the lead on that on that project, which is what we're seeing now in the film. And these would have been, um, which I, I think they they showed a little, but these would have been mostly uh, imported Indian workers. That's what I was not thinking. Necessarily Native African. Right. That's what I was thinking. But I couldn't remember. But in the movie, they look mostly African, right? Yeah. Oh no, it's, it's talking about Indians. Okay. So okay. So th there were both. Okay. So this is modern day Kenya. Right. I don't know if we said that already. Oh right, right, right. And, um, and the railroad is like connecting it to Uganda, right? No, the railroad goes from uh, Lake Victoria in the west to uh, Mombasa, which is a port city on the east coast of Kenya. Oh, the entire thing. I, I think it, I could talk about all the different segments though too that were ultimately combined. I thought. Oh yeah. Actually, you know what? At the time. Oh, no, because at the time, Tanzania was still German East Africa. Okay. So this would have been... It's, I wonder if Uganda and Kenya were not separate entities at that at this point, though. If it was all just part of, like, a British colony. I didn't look too much into the geography, but... Right. I like the disgust on the guy's face at his horrible accent. He's just, like, staring, <laughs> staring down Val, like, really? That's the best you can do? Don't... 
I was going to say, don't you have an Oscar, but I don't, I don't think Val's ever been... Has Val Kilmer been nominated for an Oscar? Wait, that's, uh... That's Sir Davos. Holy cow! Nice! The Onion Knight. Still has all his fingers there. <laughs> Someone's got to keep Melisandre in check. <laughs> Promise I haven't seen this movie in so long. I'm kind of not really talking and just watching. Yeah. 1997 though, right? I'm pretty sure I saw this in the movie theater freshman year in college. Like with some teammates and stuff. I remember we really liked it. It is a fun movie. Like... Yeah, yeah. Well, especially when Michael Douglas comes in. Michael Douglas kind of steals the show, I feel like. Yeah. And it does everything it wants to do. Like, it's suspenseful. There's, you know, cool action. It did, I think... I mean, hit up the Wikipedia page to make sure, but I'm pretty sure it won, like, an Academy Award in the technical... One of the technical awards. Wait, he looks familiar too. I think one of the YouTube videos I was, you know, looking into to walk, talk about the historical inaccuracies, or whatever, and just reviewing the movie in general. Talked about it's a really good movie with bad performances in the leads. Yeah. Yeah, and that, and that's probably a fair assessment. I would even yeah, I would describe it pretty much the same way. Yeah. Which is the same because I really like Val Kilmer, and Michael Douglas. So at some point, is that on them or the directors? All right, so this is the first time that we've actually seen any of the lions. Which, in the movie, have manes. Right. But the man-eaters of Savo did not actually have manes because the lions in this part of the part of Africa don't have manes. Savo lions, for, for some reason, and I don't even think that like they know why, but for some reason, Savo lions, male lions, do not have manes. I thought they said it was maybe just as simple as the heat. It's just way too hot. For mains in that part of Africa, a heat thing or uh, like a vegetation, like the uh, okay. So we see later on in the movie um, when they build the big fences out of uh, those like thorny bushes, and the lions are able to just kind of slip right through them. Yeah, well, part of that. Like, there's there's more brush and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they already killed the lion. So it's, I forgot this is only a 15 minute movie. <laughs> it's a short. Oh, so the ghost is the line, and then the darkness is the one in the credits roll. Like, it's just the movie's over, cut the black. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the ghost of the dead line that they killed 15 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. It's the actual ghost. The other thing, too, is they talk about... I couldn't really find a good source of this. I felt like one source talking about that they took... The reason the locals called them the ghost in the darkness was based on a local tribal legend. And that's why they named them after the local tribal legend. But I couldn't find the history of that actual legend. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. so I'd be curious to know what that full legend is. And I, but I couldn't find it. It's a hard thing to actually Google. This guy is not prepared. Falling out of trees, stuff blown away. Are those supposed to be light tiger or lion scars on his cheeks? Or just... I think so. Those do not look realistic at all. They're too perfect. Or maybe they're just... Like representative? like script animal scars to show yeah. that he... You know... Oh no, he has a. No, I think that's a paint. Yeah, because he has the exact same on both sides. Of his okay, face. and down his nose. Well, this is where Maximus went to. Oh, is Maximus the ghost? <laughs> That'd be a good twist. What are they doing? I don't know. That was kind of strange. Sending longing looks at each other. This would be a whole different kind of movie. What happened in the last seven weeks? I guess we're just jumping ahead to we have a little more railroad well, built now. It was. It was business as usual because they thought they killed the lion, so nothing was happening. Oh, and they were right because there must have been no lion attacks in the last seven right. weeks. So this did win uh, an Oscar for best sound editing. Okay. Which I, I can see. see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the trains and the guns and the lions. And, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Lots of things that make sound so this, in this movie. It's simultaneously like a good movie that has an Oscar in a technical category, but also Val Kilmer was nominated for a Razzie for worst supporting, <laughs> uh, Oscar this, oh, yeah. See, worst supporting actor this year. Look, look up Val. Has Val ever been... I feel like he's been nominated for an Oscar before. I can't think of what. Maybe The Doors? I don't think he's ever won, but I feel like he's probably nominated. But I also wouldn't be surprised if not. He kind of doesn't do oscar movies, I guess, typically. No, he has not won an Academy Award. No, I knew he hadn't won, but not nominated either? Uh, not nominated either. Okay. He has won multiple MTV Movie Awards. Nice. Three times for Most Desirable Male. Let me see if I can guess that. Okay. The Doors? No. Oh, really? Uh, uh, Tombstone? Yes. (sighs) And two years later... Oh, Top Gun? No. No, two years later. Two years after uh, Tombstone? Yeah. Oh, man. I'm trying to think what have been... Oh, uh, it was... I'm getting confused with... I was going to say City of Angels. I'm getting confused with Nick Cage. Uh, okay, I give up. Batman Forever. Oh, yeah. And Heat. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. Not Top Gun. Come on, MTV. Iceman's smoking. <laughs> well, I don't even think there was MTV Movie Awards. In- okay, there was MTV, but probably not the Movie Awards <laughs> yet. You're right. That's fair. I don't know if you noticed, but I basically have the same glasses. <laughs> yeah. Did you do that on purpose? Did you get them after this movie? <laughs> uh, not right after, but yeah, after. I've, I've had those glasses forever since I only wear them like in the morning and the evening when I don't have my contacts in. And so they're like 20 years old. And uh, yeah, I think I even intentionally thought that they were kind of like this one, these glasses. There you go. So I wear John Patterson's glasses. Wait, so which guy's the... So we had that narrator at the beginning. Have we seen him in the context of the story here yet then? Um, I don't know. I haven't... We haven't really been watching close enough. Is it supposed to be Samuel? Is that supposed to be the That's narrator? A, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh-oh. Ominous music. And this to me doesn't feel... I don't know. Well, I mean, it's all right. This is very... Well, no, he, he doesn't fight. He's just basically like, what are these lions doing? Should I get up and run? Nah. What are these lions doing? This, is also, this also feels very Jaws to me. Yeah, oh, yes. They're, doing, they're working really hard to not have to show the lion. But this guy doesn't seem really interested in trying to save himself. Well, he's grabbing the grass. Well, I know, but like when he first got dragged out, and then like the lion like, let him go for a second, he's just like, this is weird. I don't know, he's probably really tired. He's <laughs> really tired. working all day on the railroad. Okay, well, at some point... You try to get woken up by, you know, a lion attack. Yeah, that feels a lot. I'd be curious, too. Would a lion drag you away or just eat you where you're at? Um, I don't know. Probably depends. I mean, think about, like, uh... That was kind of gruesome. If it's, uh... If it wants to... Oh, look. Pooch hears all the animal noises. Oh. And thinks there's something in the TV. Who eats your feet first? That's right. No one would eat feet first. Wait, so they killed the lion earlier because of lion attacks, but then this attack to them feels completely new? So were there previous fatalities to the man-eaters? Or just the, oh, there was no attacks but no fatalities, right? Like the one guy had the, like, the limping leg? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So basically this is almost like the beginning of the man-eaters. Right. Which is actually accurate, right? Because it's kind of when the railroad started building there was when these attacks started. Yeah. yeah. But then we heard Samuel's voiceover again. And this, uh, him sitting up in the tree to hunt, that is accurate. Yeah, he would actually do that. Yeah, his yeah. his hunting method. And I'm trying to remember even some of the baiting they do later. Was that... I'm trying to think, they, was that true? Uh, yes. Like with the... The cart? Know, like in the train cart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you want to go see the actual lions, they are in, uh, what is it, the Chicago Museum of Natural History? Uh, the Field Museum. Field Museum in Chicago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot what it was called. Their stuff, they said, they said it was also, though, uh, they're smaller than they were when they were alive because Patterson had to have them cut to make rugs out of, so he basically reduced the skin size, so when they stuffed them, they were smaller. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. So they tested hairs from those lions. Oh, yeah. To find out um, how many people they had eaten in, like, the last, how, you know, whatever months of their lives. And right. I'm not sure exactly how that test works. But I think <laughs> it's similar to, like, how you can do the drug tests by someone's hair. Oh, okay. Um, and I think it was, like, they determined that it was less than 30 but that was assuming that they killed and then entirely consumed a person. Right. Whereas, I mean, and, and we're seeing it, right? They were just talking about it. They're not killing because they're hungry. Like, they're just killing people because it's, like, entertainment. It's fun for them. Right. So they're not mutually exclusive. They could have only eaten 30-some, but they could have killed another 100 more, and then both accounts are right. Right, yeah. exactly. I thought Patterson said like 135. Yeah, and Patterson, Patterson said 135. But there were people that said that, you know, oh, that number's way too high. And I guess the, the highest confirmed hard number is the, you know, less than 30, 20-something that they found using the testing. But it is likely somewhere in between those two numbers. Or it could be as high as 135 as well. We would also think that like, I mean, could they not like write down the names of the people that died? Well, that's the thing. Like, this is a British operation. And right. all of the workers are native Africans or Indian. So like they don't even care. It's kind of like a who cares. That's crazy. Yeah. On. More British imperialism stuff. I'm trying to figure out who that guy is. The, the, the skinny guy there with the mustache. He looks kind of familiar. I can't place him. What's his character's name? Uh, that, that I don't know either, which makes it tough. He should be a top 10 credits guy. So the actor's name is Brian McCarty. Uh, just scrolling through his other credits, I don't think I've seen any of these. Hmm. 
It says he was in Snatch, but it's the TV so the TV series, not the movie. There's a TV series? Is it related? Apparently. I I don't know. I mean, it, it looks like it's related. I've never even heard of it. Uh-uh. And this is fairly accurate, too, with, like, the age of his wife and kid and all that timing with this. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize either, this is actually, like, the third movie based off of The Man-Eaters of Savo, which is the name of the book that Patterson wrote. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a 1952 movie called Buona Devil and a 1959 movie called Killers of Kilimanjaro. And they're all about these lines? It's, it's all, it's all, Is it all, the same story, basically? Uh, let me see. Like I said, this is based off of the book. Yeah, let's see. Buona Devil. It says it's kind of a B-movie adventure kind of thing. Huh. And, uh, yep, Uganda Railway. It doesn't have Patterson as a, a character, but it's the same kind of thing. <laughs> the advertising tagline. The miracle of the age. A lion in your lap. A lover in your arms. <laughs> and then Killers of Kilimanjaro. It was Robert Taylor. I think he's the lead in uh, the 1960 version of Time Machine that I like. Maybe, maybe. Man, I had forgotten how like how good the gory parts in this movie are. Like, oh no, yeah, that, even though that first kill. It doesn't kill. linger on it for too long because I'm sure it would start to look like rubbery and weird. But like the practical effects that they have, you know, the lions eating these mannequins, it actually looks it looks good. Even the lion itself there, like, can get the bloody the bloody main and i mean i mean that wasn't horrible they kind of slowed it down on purpose but yeah Ooh, the there's the foley work there for your sound oscar with the crunching bones uh-huh that was a split die after shot right there with the two lines that was pretty cool looking too man I, I you always catch those i can never even notice them so after after this after he was you know fighting these lions john patterson uh served in the second boer war which we talked about in um breaker morant Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I read that and forgot about it. And then he was, uh, he was, he commanded, uh, the West Belfast Regiment of the Ulster Volunteers in Northern Ireland, which we talked about in The Wind That Shakes the Barley. Well, not that unit specifically. That's right, yeah, because, like, basically, John Patterson has actually been in our right. timeline multiple times. And then he was in the, in World War One fighting in, uh, the Gallipoli campaign <laughs> with... The, uh, so he was really big into the uh, early um, Christian Zionist movement. That's right. And he's actually, like, he's considered the father of the Israeli Defense Force. That's right. He had an all-Jewish unit in World War One. But, like, in this really almost, like, creepy way where he's a Christian that supports the Jews because the Jews need to bring about the second coming. Oh, really? That's what, he's, he's not Jewish. He's a Christian right. Zionist. He's, right. He's not Jewish, but he's... Uh, yeah, no, he's big I, into like I, the 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 Jews having their like their. But the re- so I, lo- I looked I, like on the Wikipedia page where for the Christian Zionist stuff. So that's like basically what it said. Like because the Jews need to be in Israel for Jesus to return. Oh. So it's almost like they're trying to bring on the second coming kind of thing. So that's also a whole little side point of his character. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not in this yeah. film at all. But yeah, that's definitely crazy that he's in so many different movies we've discussed, or you know at least in the periphery thereof. Okay, I was really wrong on the Robert Taylor guy who's in The Killers of Kilimanjaro. Rod Taylor is in the Time Machine movie I was thinking of. Ah. I don't know who Robert Taylor is. There's a character in uh, Killers of Kilimanjaro called Hooky Hook. <laughs> so Patterson became close friends with Benjamin, Net- Benjamin Netanyahu's father, Benzian, and he named his first son, Yonatan, after him. That's right, I read that as well. That's kind of crazy. Well, and then we talk about, too, that Netanyahu's older brother, with that same Jonathan, was killed during the Munich stuff. Is that the same guy? Yes. Right? He is. Yeah, that's the same guy. <laughs> Crazy. That's, that's so, he has so many connections to other, yeah. other episodes. More than about anybody who's not, like, famous. <laughs> yeah. Like, Churchill makes sense to be everywhere, but John Patterson is everywhere? You would never think. How much better would this have been if, they, if, if, if it was Ray Fiennes instead of Val Kilmer? From the accent work uh, to start with. I wonder if they only if they cast him just because they like he would have been a draw. Oh, it was a financial thing. Get yeah, people to the Val Kilmer movie. There's no reason they can't the get a British guy. This is the year after the English Patient. Like you totally get Ray Fiennes and be somewhat marketable with it. Yeah, yeah, he's not even doing an accent. Right. <laughs> that's that's just Val Kilmer's voice. But it seems like sometimes he's trying a little bit. I almost respect that though. Like 
he's like, yeah, I'm just not going to do it. I'm a movie star. Yeah. Well, he's like, I'm, you know, maybe he knows that like accents aren't his thing. So he's like, I'm just going to just suspend your disbelief. <laughs> You're right. And definitely more of a 90s thing. I feel like nowadays they make more of a point to get those things correct. And they don't necessarily fear the box office loss of not having a major star there. I mean, they still do those kinds of things, but like a movie like this, just make a better movie and you make more money. Again, I feel bad because I like Val Kilmer, but... Okay, so here's the first trap. Oh, there you go. He said schedule. He's very British. Yeah, that's kind of poor coincidental timing that it's like, oh, I show up and then all of a sudden these lines oh, start attacking. Oh, right, right. And then if you have a super superstitious tribe, they right. associate it with you. Like, if he shows up two months later after there's a few line attacks, they're right. like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll help you out. Also, I don't know if we mentioned, or we mentioned, obviously, why the lions might have liked the taste of man flesh. But also, male lions typically hunt alone. So not just the going after men was weird, but hunting in, as a tandem was kind of uh, right. unique. Yeah. I think I saw a video where they said this was accurate, too. Like, they should have the lion point blank, and they just miss. Because it was going nuts. And it was like shaking the right, car. Right. And it was moving and they're moving and the car's moving and it just, yeah, even right. though they're so close. And yeah, hard to keep your poise. But yeah, apparently that's accurate. Although I don't see how he could have got, because he didn't just get back out the other end here. I don't see how that's realistic. They, sh- they shoot the door. Oh, okay. The, the chains that's holding up those railroad ties or whatever it is on the other end. Oh, okay. That one, yeah, there we right go. There. And then it jumps out. Okay. You know, oh. That's actually accurate, too, that one of the guys in the cage had hearing damage because of how loud the lion was roaring. Oh, that's crazy. This movie does a good job for it being 1996 and, you know, CGI not being what it is today. Like, the editing to have it look like those guys are actually fighting. Right. It wasn't great, but it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a very uh, Wyatt Earp from Tombstone move. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? He looks. Uh, Dula there looks familiar too. He's uh He's been in a bunch of stuff. He's been in a lot of Indian movies. Om Puri is the is the actor's name. I'll pull it up because I've seen more Indian movies than you saw. Well, he's been. He's also been in a lot of American movies where he plays like an Indian guy. Like he was in um. He was the uh, president of Pakistan in Charlie Wilson's War. Ah, okay, okay. I'm trying to look through here and see what other stuff he's been in. Well, he's got three over 300 credits on IMDb. Yeah, Muhammad Zia-ul-Haq in Charlie Wilson's War. <laughs> is it me or is Michael Douglas an American doing a bad American accent? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Samuel guy, who I guess is like his little right-hand African guy here, yeah. right there, he's a... Uh, He's in Black Panther. Is he the king? He oh, he's uh he's King T'Chaka from uh Civil War. When they get the in the bombing. He right, was, so is that Black Panther's dad? Yeah. Yeah. The one that dies, yeah. Okay. And from us we know that Michael Douglas's here, character here is an amalgamation. But we don't actually have the names of those people he's based on, do we? Or if they if we do, there's like no real information on them. Yeah, I mean it might say in the book or something. I didn't see it anywhere okay. online. And he brought that, that tribe with him, right? Kind of? Michael Douglas? They were like in the grass and stuff when he showed up. Yeah, and... yeah. Oh, interesting. They're implying that he's like from the south in the in Civil War? Yeah, well, I think he was I think he was trying to do a southern accent, but again. Is that why he has a bad American accent? He's trying to do a southern? He's a bad American accent because he's trying to do southern, but it's just not very good. Not very good slash existent. Right. That's the untested weapon in question. I said that, that's the line I just... I, always go constantly because there's always something you come up with whether it's sports wise or in some other game just anytime you try something that you haven't tried before i always say you went to battle with an untested weapon what is that from this oh oh oh, okay yeah 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 from saying i use it it's coming up because he just switched guns with that guy and then that gun's gonna misfire right 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 and he's like yeah. oh it's not my gun oh, and that's, yeah because he um when he's like face to face with the lion and he it clicks it, it dry clicks yeah and yeah it does that uh, that dolly zoom yeah <laughs> so they were just talking about oh yeah his country just fought a bloody civil war it's like yeah what what was that about <laughs> i wonder what the civil war what what they were fighting over yeah they didn't really mention that did they see what he says <laughs> <laughs> and actually it's kind of interesting because you think of his character's age 
So this is 35 years after the end of the American Civil War. He might actually be a Civil War vet. Yeah, yeah. like legit, yeah, yeah, that would time out pretty well. And even if he's only 50 here, he, that's 15, which is <laughs> Civil War fighting age. Right. Cool visuals here with like the more British garb, the green of the grass, and then the tribal uh, get-ups. I don't know. And I don't know enough about to know if any of this is any of that's accurate as far as like the tribal look. Oh, we also figure Kenya. You think about the Kenyan flag? Kind of looks like, like yeah. the shield. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You still have that Kenyan flag hanging up somewhere in your house? I remember you had it at Epic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my 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 junior year of high school in speech class, we had to like pick a country to talk about for a speech, and so my visual aid was uh, just I just kind of, I mean, nothing too fancy, but like hand drew a Kenyan flag, like you know. 14 inches by 20 inches, and yeah, I still have it. Kind of picked them just because of the dis distance running connection. And Kenya does have a really cool flag. <laughs> yeah. That was not him. <laughs> That's part of that Oscar winning sound work there. Yep. Yep. Let me just cover my mouth here while. The... <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> the music in this movie is really good, too. It's kind of crazy that the worst pieces are the most expensive ones. <laughs> Let's see, so if we go with Ray Fiennes for the Val Kilmer role, who would we cast as the uh, plucky American hunter? Ooh, you know what would be good? Val Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think who at this time would have been around Michael Douglas's age. Oh, give me, give me, a, give me a Daniel Day-Lewis, man. He would have been way too expensive for this movie, though. More expensive than Val Kilmer? Nah, that's a good point. Yeah, because this is the year after... Batman Forever Val Kilmer. So this is probably, this might be peak expensive Val Kilmer right, in right. 1996. And Michael Douglas would have had an American president right around this time. Yeah. But Daniel Day-Lewis was like, maybe in one of his many hiatuses. And this is, this is pre-Gangs uh, of New York. Yeah. I mean, he obviously he had the Oscar for Mile of the Foot, but that was you know, kind of an indie film. Well, this, is, this would have been after uh, Last of the Mohicans, though, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. That's worth checking. And this is after The Crucible. All right about the same time. So, like, his acting chops would have been well-known at this time. That's so. true. But, I don't, yeah, but I don't think he's necessarily a box office draw kind of guy. Yeah. So, Ghost in the Darkness, 96. Shoot, isn't The Crucible also? Crucible, 96. Oh, okay. Maybe that's why they couldn't get him. That's true. He was busy. I'm trying to think, who else? Someone about that age that's, like, you know, like, an Edward, like an Edward Norton's way too young. Like, so you want someone with, like, the gravitas still. You know who would have been fun in that role, but is probably too young and would not have been menacing, but more of a, I don't know, maybe probably would have taken a lighter tone? Oliver Platt. <laughs> As the hunter guy. That'd be fun. Click. I do love his eyes that, widening. Yep. And that's, and that's, what do you call that kind of zoom uh, in? Doll, it's a dolly, dolly zoom. zoom? Yeah. It, that's actually a beautiful shot. But it is kind of crazy. Everything about this movie is good, except those two main guys. Yeah. I guess, who is the director? Stephen Hopkins. I don't know that I'm familiar. Yeah, I feel like the name or... sounds kind of familiar. He's 35 directing credit. A Nightmare on Elm Street 5. Ooh, he's doing a Dark Tower TV movie. Or, sorry, did in 2020, and I never heard about it. Lost in Space. Oh, he's mostly a TV guy, huh? In the first season of 24. Huh. There it is. Oh, Unproven Rifle. Okay, I guess I always say it wrong. All those common misquotes. <laughs> I said, I said, untested weapon. Okay, I've got it. Brad Pitt, at his age now, time travels back to 1996 and does Lieutenant Aldo Rain for this hunter guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think you just, I think that just might be your masterpiece. <laughs> I want my lion scalps. <laughs> I'm, in a, I'm in the lion killer business, and cousin business is a boom. <laughs> Every tribesman here owes me one lion scalp. Your status as a lion hunter is still amateur. <laughs> we came to see if you want to go pro. <laughs> we got a lion here that wants to die for his country. <laughs> Oblige him. <laughs> Let's turn this off and watch Inglourious Pastors instead. <laughs> Have you seen The American President with Douglas from the same time? Uh, yeah, where he's... The single president? It's like him trying to date. Yeah, it's yeah. a net betting. Yeah. I always really liked it. It's Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. 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 I think it's underrated. I've only seen it the one time. Uh, I don't remember much about it other than that I liked the, I liked the Sorkin dialogue. I just remember before they uh, 
finally sleep together, he says, like, now, any preconceptions you might have about me being, uh, and she says, the most powerful man in the world. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's more of a title, really. <laughs> the other one I always kind of couple that with is uh, Dave with Kevin Klein and Sigourney Weaver. It's uh, just because it's also about the president. I don't think I've, ever, I've never seen that one. And it came out, they came out about the same time, within a year or two of each other, I think. And that one is almost like a Prince and a Popper thing. Okay. The president goes into a coma. And, well, they're both played by uh, Kevin Klein, But, like, he plays a like nobody who looks just like the president. Oh! Okay, I've heard that movie, but I've never seen it. So they bring him in just so no one freaks out that the president's incapacitated. Right. And he just pretends to be the president. But then, of course, but ends up being he, better than the actual president at being president. Yeah. Cause, and doesn't he realize, like, oh, I kind of, like, I have, like, the power. Because what are they going to do? Yes. And actually gets, like, some progressive legislation done. And... It's it's actually it's it's cute. It's kind of charming. It's very unrealistic, obviously, and crazy illegal if they got caught. Yeah, Especially right. the, I, I, they might even mention the movie. This is technically a coup. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. This is one where they set up the fake hospital with all the blood, and well, then the right. And so then they, they move all of the patients into a new hospital on the other side of camp, and where the old hospital is, they basically butcher a cow and put a bunch of like fresh meat and blood all over the place. Oh, there's a little bit of almost southern accent. Why can't these guys act? I don't know. Maybe they spent all the money getting Michael Douglas <laughs> and Val Kilmer, and they didn't have anything left over to hire them accent coaches. Yeah, yeah. And also, it's 1996. They, they probably just did not care. No, you're right. We're kind of at the tail end of where you would have the colorblind casting. You know what I'm saying? Like, you would cast the white people to play anybody. Not that these guys, I mean, these actors, these characters would have been white, but, like, as far as not worrying about... Oh, it's also the whole thing where, like, you would never actually dub a language. You would just speak in English and call it a right. different language, like, and like all that. Like World War II movies where all the Germans speak English. Exactly, you know? yeah. exactly. We're still kind of in that era, which we've kind of gone away from, fortunately. He really realizes that they're in the wrong place. Yep. That's kind of a good moment. I am still picturing Daniel Day-Lewis in this role now, <laughs> but I'm also doing it, like, the last of the Mohicans way. So he's just yelling to Patterson, Stay alive, no matter what occurs! I will find you! <laughs> they do probably do a good little, almost like the raptors in Jurassic Park. They kind of make the lions too smart. Yeah, but I mean, they were in real life. Like, I know they failed at ki killing them, but it seems like they're almost like, they are kind of this, like, this supernatural intelligence. I, I guess I always think like in real life, it was probably just more they sucked at hunting them, not that the lions were actually that smart. Just the things that usually work didn't work. Yeah. But not because the lions knew better. I thought they liked to eat feet first. Maybe that was just the one guy. He had tasty feet. <laughs> See, I like to think of that as being like, you know, Black Panther's dad versus Davos the Onion Knight. <laughs> I think that shot was just a guy in a lion suit. Tackling <laughs> another guy. It didn't look great, but I don't know if it looked that bad. Get like the R.O.U.S.s and Princess Bride. <laughs> it's it's, it's the uh, it's the Wizard of Oz lion suit. <laughs> Just a guy on on two legs. If I were king of the forest. <laughs> so are there only two guns in the whole camp? Is that the idea? Well, I think there's three. Three guns. Oh yeah, that's the one that that's, doesn't fire. That was actually a thing in these railroad camps. Is there's no guns. Like the only people that had guns, you know. Oh, because like the guys. Brits don't want to arm the locals. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because then it's like, uh, yeah, we're not building this railroad. And they also, you know, he's asking for the soldiers. Oh, no, Davos. He's asking for the soldiers. They're not going to send in, like, British military, especially when there's, like, places that are way more contested militarily. Than, like, this is just a railroad site. And they don't care how many... Right, the only threat is Native, wildlife. Right, right. They don't care how many Native Kenyans or, uh, you know, Indian... But they do care at the delay, because here's all the workers now leaving. Right, yeah. But they don't care how many of them get eaten, <laughs> as long as the railroad gets built. Wow. Because, and I, I don't know what the actual numbers are, but I'm sure that it's a substantial number of... Uh, it's, the number of workers that died from just, like, accidents or heat exhaustion or disease was probably dwarfed the number that ever died from lion attacks. No, right, right. And th but this happened too, right? Where they actually the workers all leave at one point? Yeah. 
and then basically in real life they kill the lions, the workers come back, which is kind of what's going to happen here. I, I'm pretty sure that's correct, yes. I say spoiler alert, but if you're watching this movie along with us and uh, haven't seen it before, it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Or I mean, thank you. Probably better to do it that way anyway, since it doesn't hold up that great. It's a good hat. Where are his cool glasses? They're not combat effective. Maybe that's why he keeps missing. Oh, true. It's not like he has contacts. Right. Maybe he just decided to start seeing. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're just being lazy and wear the contacts. You could, if you really wanted to, you could just see, Rich. You can do anything. You gotta believe. <laughs> Don't give up on yourself. What was the guy saying in the UFC last night? Oh, yeah. Uh, stand up for yourself. Then stand up for yourself. Yeah. That is kind of a badass looking necklace with those lion claws on it. Oh, yeah. And didn't Patterson actually kill both the lions himself eventually? Like he had the help, but the kills were actually both Patterson? Uh, I'm not sure. I know that they both got killed, obviously. I I just don't know if if he's the one who actually delivered the kill shots on both of them. Where was this filmed? I don't know. South Africa. Okay. Because of tax laws, it says. Basically, it probably must have been cheaper to film in South Africa. Okay, this is also saying, like, so the reason they. Didn't go with the maneless lions. One, it does look better on film to have lions with big manes. Just because that's what American audiences especially are used to. And it's probably harder to tame yes. the Sava lions. Exactly. Yeah, they said basically the maneless lions are more aggressive. So it's just not worth using them. Well, and for entertainment, per- like there are companies that have lions right. that are already... Oh, right, 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 right. You'd basically, have to, you'd basically have to get new lions to tame, yeah. Right, you would have to go find the lions and then try and tame them and then hope that they don't maul somebody on set. Right. Okay, so this is where they find that lair with all the bones, right? Yes. Which I'm trying to think, wasn't that accurate too? So... Or something like it? He says, this is basically how he described it, was it, you know, this lion's lair with all the human bones, and then the only clue that anybody had was a photo of the outside of the cave and I, for a lot of years they just didn't they didn't know where that cave was. Oh, okay. I think it did end up getting found but I don't think that there was like the piles of human bones in them. But there was some or something. There was, it was okay. I forget what, I, what it was. Ooh, the lions drew self-portraits. <laughs> lions don't do this. They'll know we've been here. They're gonna dox me and all the lions are gonna go to my house. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they had a warrant before they went in there. Oh, yeah, they're definitely violating those lines' Fourth Amendment rights. <laughs> All right, so it says that researchers did find the cave and spent three weeks excavating it but didn't find any evidence of, of the human bones. Oh, uh, okay. So was Patterson in India before this, like they're mentioning here a couple times? Um, I don't see anything about that because he only would have been 21. In uh, yeah, I don't think 1898. So. I don't think so. So it's almost like this was his first thing. Yeah, they kind of made him a little older then, didn't they? Because Valkyrie well, is definitely not 21 here. Oh, so this says that they even searched areas where remains would have been carried by floods and didn't find anything. Uh huh. It said uh, it's possible the remains were carried away by other people or scavengers, but more likely. Patterson actually discovered an internment site used by indigenous uh, Taita people. Okay, so he wasn't lying, but he didn't realize what he had found. Yeah. That actually might time out, right? Talking about like December 1898? Because all this just happened over the course of a few weeks and months, right? Yeah, December of 1898. The first lion is killed on the 9th of December, and the second one is killed on the 29th. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and this says that he was the one who actually killed both of them. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Is he pooch on the ground there? Oh, uh, yeah. the baboon noises? Yeah. Look at her. <laughs> yeah, Logan's dog is enjoying the movie. She thinks there's something in, <laughs> in the TV stand. Yeah, she's looking for the baboon in the TV stand. <laughs> so like the lion's night vision? Yeah. Well, he sees the black and white, but then there was red blood at the bottom of that. Maybe he can see the blood. Maybe he sees in... Uh, Shawshank, or sorry, Schindler's List vision. Oh, I was going to say uh, Sin City. Oh, Sin City, that's better, that's better, that's better. That was kind of a bad owl. There's no way this happened. Yeah. Although, again, Patterson was kind of a exaggerator, so he might have written about it. Well, I say that, I'm sorry, I keep kind of comparing 
Patterson to John Smith as far as ex- exaggerating his exploits, but it may just be we can't corroborate them, not that he's necessarily lying. He was either just wrong or can't be corroborated, but yeah. maybe he's actually a little more forthright than I've been giving him credit for. I'd say it's more likely that he's like a T.E. Lawrence. Like, some of the stuff he's writing about is accurate, but also he makes everything sound a little bit cooler. Right, right. And again, everything's with that, that extra little shadow of, he wanted the Jews to take over Israel so that Jesus would come again. <laughs> well, I, was, he even, was he even into that stuff at this point? Oh. I, I, I didn't think that that was the case until I gotcha. later on. I gotcha. I mean, Zionist movements go way back, but I don't know at what point yeah. he got into it. Pooch is, she's sniffing every single shelf. <laughs> she's going to find that baboon. <laughs> she says, it's in here somewhere. <laughs> she's, oh she's climbing up in with the DVD player. <laughs> Interesting, so they just said Michael Douglas killed that one, huh? No, he killed it. Oh, that was Patterson? Yeah, because he, he, he shot it with the pistol when he fell off the... Thing. Oh, I thought Michael Douglas just had his gun trained on it. it. Was like Michael Douglas was late getting there, and so Val saved him. You think John Patterson had frosted tips like that in 1998? <laughs> yeah, uh, most likely. I was thinking about the other guy's ears with the little extended uh, lobes. Oh yeah. And how that's just gonna be some kind of makeup, or the John Patterson had that as perfect the teeth as Val Kilmer. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what I read about his marriage, too. I was thinking that, like, something was off with it. Like, did his wife die young or something weird? Oh. Did his wife ever visit him in Kenya? They were newly They were married in 1895, so three years before this. Oh, this is a dream. Sorry, spoiler alert. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Save us, pooch. <laughs> you know, he's having those weird dreams from all the malaria medication he's probably taken. Because of... you have to take those when you go to Africa, you know? Makes sense. You gotta take that to what's the doxycycline or what's the other one? Oh, I'm not a pharmacist. <laughs> it's Charles Michael Douglas. I don't even know their character names. Yeah. The music in this movie is so good. Listening to this makes me want to go on an African expedition. <laughs> Those thorns would rip him to shreds. Oh, yeah. I mean, they kind of did, but it's pretty superficial. That makes me want to pick up my rifle and go run across the African plains and hunt a lion. The uh, no corpse, no death rule gets a little tougher when corpses can be consumed. Or did he just cover the corpse? I think he just covered the corpse. Okay. Yeah, the music is good. Blood, fire, lions, yeah. I mean, he's an arsonist. It seems kind of dangerous to just indiscriminately set a giant yeah, grass yeah. fire like that. Oops! <laughs> Of course. How unfortunate. Right. What are the odds? <laughs> that his gun fell right through the gun size hole. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why he's got that, like, double barrel percussion cap pistol when, like, revolvers totally existed at this time. And just better weapons? I don't know. Get down. Um, I get down, he's going to start eating me. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm going to call bullshit that... Val Kilmer cannot run faster than a fully grown male lion. Yeah, that's this is a little uh, Leia getting chased than Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yeah. And lions can climb decently well, I think, right? Oh yeah, all cats can. Okay. I haven't seen videos of lions doing it, but have you seen like? Wouldn't it be better to take the shot than to throw the gun? Oh, I guess <laughs> it's just clearly yes now, but that's yep. He just broke things. He must have the. The no fall damage cheat code turned on. Okay. Because that's the second time he's taken a fall from like 25 feet up and it's just been completely fine. Also, do you roar as you get shot? You think you just like that would stop the roar. But yeah, that wasn't great, but it worked. Lion dead. Music happy. Yeah, have you seen videos of like the leopards that'll like carry a. Oh, like a whole gazelle. gazelle Yeah, up into the tree. Yeah. Yeah. So no one tries to steal their lunch. Right. He died of dysentery. So I guess we should say, too, so like the railroad uh, didn't actually last that long. Or sorry, I guess just to say it got folded into other lengths of railroad. So if you look at it, when they talk about the building of it, it went defunct not long after it was built. But then that, I think that's just because it got folded into, yes, this is defunct in 1929. But I think that's technically because it just got reincorporated into a larger railway system. So I was actually got a little confused on whether 
what the state of this length of track was in the future because it says defunct but that may have just been incorporated into a larger railway system so uh, I'm not actually sure if this length of railroad still exists today or not is the bridge still there well yeah I was kind of being those like one of the same yeah it's, I couldn't it's kind of a hard thing to google you know what I'm saying like yeah because you can't just be like is the railroad track bridge over the Salvo River that they oh, talked about goes to the Narganus still right. there. Google I mean, doesn't like that in search. And even if you found one on Google Maps, like, how would you know The same one, one same like, location. Be multiple. Right. And obviously they could have re, uh, rebuilt and stuff, but railroads do tend to last a while. Simba! And then he joined Maximus in the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> Which Patterson himself, well, he's not the Philippines in Chicago, but he, uh, he, did, <laughs> he did die at the United, in the United States, though. He, he and his wife moved to California. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and so he actually died uh, in the 40s in California. Huh. All right, well, everybody, that was Ghost in the Darkness. Thanks for joining us. This was either a grand success or a colossal disaster. Oh. Much like this movie. <laughs> is that a photo of the actual bridge right there? Oh, maybe. But, uh, oh, William Goldman wrote the screenplay? Yeah. We didn't even talk about that. Uh, Princess Bride and everything else. Yeah, maybe we'll do this again. Maybe we won't. Maybe this episode won't even ever air. <laughs> but, uh... Thank you, Logan. Final thoughts? Uh, I would say be sure to actually watch the movie, but if they, you know, if you're listening along, you probably already have, or you just did. So. Yep, yep. Or we also are going to have this as a uh, shorter episode. Oh, that's right. Regular bonus episode. But yeah. So, let us know what you think. Maybe we'll do this again. This was a lot of fun. It was, it was kind of fun. It was kind of just, uh, makes me think, I always remember watching the, uh, the, the uh, commentary track to Braveheart, where it's Mel Gibson talking, but he talks so intermittently, kind of like us, or like kind of like we did. So you kind of just forget that he's even there, and it's like <laughs> it's like shut up, Mel, I'm watching the movie. <laughs> so maybe that was us, but uh, yep. Well, credits are rolling. Hope we added some a little bit of historical context to the. A little bit, like I said, yeah. Over, over, overall, fairly accurate. And uh, just, you know, with the Michael Douglas character not really existing and... Yep. Fairly accurate. Good movie. Bad acting. Yep. Yep. Give it a B minus. B minus. I say it's if we've ever rated any other movie on a, on a grading scale. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Logan's been fun being in the same room while we're watching a movie. Just like old times. <laughs> when was the last time we ever watched a movie together? Honestly, uh, probably one of the times we watched, uh, what was the pre-Fontaine movie? Oh, <laughs> like Without Limits? Yeah. For High School Cross Country? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. All right, credits rolling. Is that it? I think that's it. I think we're done. All right. That's a wrap. See y'all later. That's a wrap.